Oh, what a special episode of the Flying Bison podcast we have tonight. About, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, two hours before we started recording, Monroe texted me and she said that she is deathly ill right now. And Oof. at first I was like, Monroe, suck it up. Come on. Just say a couple lines in a gravelly <laughs> voice and then and she's like you do you do not want me behind a mic right now and i was like all right fine 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 no i was we were very understanding we uh we were like please take take the time you need to get better and uh boys you know what happens when we don't have monroe we get, oh, get, a, little, get a little we get, get a little, little we get a little kooky we get a little wild <laughs> 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 To to facilitate that, I'm drinking this uh, triple <laughs> triple IPA. Oh, that's that a good idea. My my wife brought back from Belgium, so ooh, ooh. Uh, very fancy. Mazeltov. I am drinking uh, this Pepsi Zero. <laughs> my wife brought home from Walmart. <laughs> Stunning! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm drinking water. Where did your wife get the water? Uh, <laughs> my wife did not draw this specific water. Uh, I got it from the tap, but thankfully we have good tap here. So, nice. from Spain. Uh, do That's they? Right. Uh, do the taps also have bubbles in them too? Like every other bit of water you find in Europe. <laughs> Is it just like no, a carbonated and, stream and of you can, water? You can always ask for Agua del Grifo and they will give you non-bubbly tap water. But most people still will be like, why Why are you doing this? And I'll be like, I'm I had to remove sorry. the bubbles because, you know, Spain, all of Europe has carbonated rivers. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, champagne just flows in the rivers of champagne. That's, <laughs> oh my God. that's why it's like that. That's why it's, that's why it's not real well, champagne if it's not from champagne. That's right. The flowing Tonight. bubbly rivers of France. <laughs> you already said we were going to get kooky, Justin. So I, it's did. Kooky. I did say we were going to get kooky, and we started talking about a, a literal river of of champagne. Um, I'm, we're going to talk about this game in a second. It's a fun one. I so here's here's what is going to happen. Monroe also told us that she's not going to be here next week either. So I had already been prepping for that, just on the off chance that at that story moment we couldn't get Liko out of the story. I was I was like, what we gotta do something kooky and zany like we did last time. Um, so I was already kind of prepping that. And then Monroe texted me and was like, hey, I'm way too sick to record tonight. And I was like, I get it. And then I kind of scrambled because I was like, well, I was prepping for this for next week, but I guess we'll just bump it up and we'll instead of doing like a one shot, we're going to do a two shot of us just telling a completely improvised story. And you will see us completely improvise it in just a little bit. Um, Before we get into that, though, starting with this episode we have a very special holiday raffle that we are going to be doing steve why don't you tell everybody take it away steve about this take it away steve can i channel my elementary school principal mrs uh, i think it was miss harvey okay 
Go okay, okay, children. We have a very special announcement for each and every special one of you. Special. <laughs> I just I remember as a kid feeling like it was comical that this woman would say special so many times in a sentence. Anyway, um, so if you have been wanting uh, to play Avatar Legends, uh, you might be interested in this. We would love to play Avatar Legends with you. <gasps> so uh, this holiday season, we're having a raffle. Uh, someone from the Flying Bison podcast will GM a four-session campaign for one new patron plus a friend that they invite and for one current patron uh, plus a friend that they invite. Uh, the GM may not be the illustrious Justin Nita, but it may. <gasps> I mean, we, we just we just don't know. But someone from the FBP will be your GM. Um Steve, I, I actually have a have a quick question for you. I want to enter. How do I enter? Oh, that is a great question. Um, anyone who becomes a new patron between November 25th and December 23rd uh, will be automatically entered into a drawing for one of those spaces at the table. Uh, the other space will go to a current patron. So if you're a current patron and you're interested, just comment on our Instagram post detailing the contest and we will make sure that your name is entered. Uh, so again, each each winner can invite one friend to join the campaign for a total of four players at the table. So if you don't have a friend, uh, don't worry. We will corral Danny into playing. Uh, he'll even pretend to be your friend. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> that was just great, be, Danny. Just to be clear, Steve, current is... Yeah. is before November 25th, if you were yeah, already yeah, a patron. If, if you're Just already a patron, yes. Thank you, Nick. 100% clear. We're going to give a spot to a patron who was already a patron as of that date. Yeah. But and we just want to make sure you're actually interested and that you can do it. So, you know. Yeah. I just want to clarify Instagram. something too about what you said about Danny being their friend. Um, because there's been some rumors that Danny doesn't actually exist. And so I just want to make true. it super clear that we'll be signing a Danny related NDA before the game. Uh, so <laughs> the raffle well, winners well, just be prepared. Just uh, potentially find Danny some out about Danny, but NDA. you can't talk about them. I, Hi, nice I to also, meet you. <laughs> I also feel like we should really address those rumors here and now. Um, Danny, can I, can I get you to just say the words? I am a human. I'm just happy to be here. Okay, great. Oh, awesome. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll start the game in the new year. That was all I was going to add. So we look forward to playing with you. Uh, there's going to be a link, of course. It's the same link as usual in the show notes uh, for Patreon if you want to join. And good luck to everyone who applied. Well, yeah, gets into the raffle. Gets in. Yeah. yeah. It'll be randomly who chosen. We'll put we'll put like a video up of us randomly choosing it, and then we'll uh, we'll reach out and we'll we'll play some games. Oh, we should get we should get like one of those like little spinny things with all the balls in it, and one ball falls out, and oh uh, yeah, a bingo yeah. cage, like a, like a yeah, bingo, bingo cage. Thank you. Yeah, that is exactly several <laughs> balls in a bingo <laughs> cage. Only a robot would know that. Uh, mm -hmm. we, can, we can dip into the company funds for a bingo cage. Uh, that seems like a good use of that money there. Um, Come on, that's reusable for sure. <laughs> or one of those like pneumatic hamster cities it that they use for, for the actual lottery. Wait, 
I'm interested in this pneumatic hamster city. What? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> put a hamster into it, it just flies through yeah. all the different <laughs> tunnels. Have you ever watched the like the actual lottery where they have like the all the like balls flying around in this like air oh, yeah. thing and these like oh, five no. or six tubes that like shoots the balls up into? Yeah. It always looked like one of those like hamster tunnel city things. I thought they me. just had so a bingo cage imagine, like, in the lottery. Wow. Yeah, no. Maybe back right. in olden times, Danny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, medieval bingo cage. Friends. I had three goals with what we chose to play tonight. One was that it had to be the mechanics had to be PBTA similar and adjacent. Um, two was it needed to be easy enough for us to pick up on a very short notice. And uh, three was that I did not want to explicitly pick a heist game. As much as I love heists, we did a heist already. Maybe we'll go back and do a heist another time, but I didn't want to do a heist again now. I wanted to do something a little different. And I think I found something. This is a game. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can buy this game on uh, itch.io as well. It's called uh, You Awaken in a Strange Place. It is designed by Jacob Andrews. It is pay what you want. We've we've tossed a few bucks their way to support them. Um, and I encourage you as well to do that. It's entirely improv. There are three tenets. These are the three core tenets of the game. Everyone comes to the game unprepared. And we are doing that because I sent these jokers the PDF about an hour ago. Uh, I anything anything that the the second tenant is anything the GM or the players say about the world is true so that's that's pretty standard for improv uh, and and the last one we're playing around with is the game must be finished in one session um, we're you know our sessions are a little bit shorter so uh, it'll be about two episodes we're gonna start we're going to start by establishing the setting for this. And the first thing that we do is very fun. We're going to randomly determine who's going to be the GM for these two episodes. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I already oh have a plan. I already have a plan. Oh. Everyone, everyone download Call of Duty Warzone and we play that. <laughs> we're going to play a game of Warzone and we'll just hold up. The next 20 uh, minutes no. will just be silent and clicking. We're going to, we're going to, it's a it's a tabletop role playing game podcast. We're gonna roll for it. So two d six, highest number, ends up GMing. All right. Don't lie about your rolls too. I swear he's looking at me. Fifteen. <laughs> his it's his number possible. recognition software is off a little it's bit. Off. It's off. <laughs> I rolled an eight and a seven. And then you didn't roll D6s. Well, I, got, I got an eight. I got an eight. Two fours. Okay. I got a five. I got an eight also, a five and a three. What did Nick, what did you get? I rolled six. I rolled a seven. So I think that's a roll off. Yeah. Between Johnny and I. Johnny, yeah. Johnny and you and me. We oh. <laughs> Nick and I were joking earlier about how funny would it be if like it was random and I still ended up GMing tonight. <laughs> 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 
three, a two and a one. Eleven. Oh, oh wow. Johnny! I'm so excited. Johnny, then let me bestow this on you. You no longer <laughs> count as a player. You are now unto a god. <laughs> that is what it says in the instructions. Uh, Alright, now I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need a little help mm-hmm. explaining this part because we're gonna add something because there's now four of us players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other players are gonna, the rest of us are gonna roll 2d6. Uh, we're gonna say what we rolled um, and then the player who rolled the highest is gonna silently choose a genre. The middle player is gonna roll uh, silently choose an adjective and then the lowest is going to silently think of a location. Can we think of a fourth improv thing to add? Maybe we could do a genre mashup. Do two genres. Do two genres. Oh, that's fun. Well, the other part is that we silently think of these things and then all say them out loud at once. Correct. Yes. Yep. Not at once, but um, in the order. In yes, um, but you cannot very quickly cannot, in succession, yeah. so it's clear yes. that we didn't correct yeah. react to each other. <laughs> correct. So we, we, yeah. so we can't we can't riff off of each other. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna suggest that everyone grab a piece of paper and a pen real quick and write your your thing down and, oh, that, yeah, and sure. like then reveal it so that it's clear oh, that yeah, yeah. you're not like fudging it. We can post a, a screenshot or something to the Instagrammer. Uh, so we'll, we'll do we'll do uh, highest and second highest each choose a genre, okay? Does that make sense? And then next is adjective, last sure. is location. Does that, does that sound okay? Or just me okay. looking up a whole list of genres at, on Wikipedia. <laughs> Google, what does genre mean? So Steve, Nick, Danny, and I we're each gonna roll two d six. All right, okay. And we're gonna Here say what we rolled. Ooh, 10. 6. 9. I rolled an 8. So, Steve and Danny, you each get to pick a genre. Okay. Uh, I am going to pick uh, adjective, and Nick, you are going to pick a location. I mean, I'm ready when y'all are. I'm ready as well, too. Nick, you ready? No, wait. Sorry, one second. <laughs> okay, you're good. While Nick's thinking, the the adjective is going to describe the location, not the genre. Just so it's... Oh, do what we can also do? We can all just type in our answer in the chat Uh and press enter at the same time. I should make sure my location doesn't use an adjective in its description. Correct. It's it's just a location. Uh, Steve, why don't you start with uh, our first genre? Danny... (laughs) Okay. We'll, just, we'll get to you. We'll get to you in a second, Danny. Steve, what's, I think that what's does the first genre? Genre? I right? said Western. A Western. I like that. Love a good Western. Danny. So I I wanted to do noir, but I think it'd be so great if we were all animals. So animal noir. Okay, so hey Danny. Danny, Danny, mm-hmm. hold off on the animal thing. Just say noir. Because we're going to establish some truths about the world in just a little bit. Maybe one of those oh. truths is we're all animals. Okay, so Western okay. animals. No, no, Western, no, Western noir. noir. Western noir, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's going to be a good night. Okay, we're going to have to patch Danny. <laughs> uh, my, my adjective for the location is mysterious. 
Mm. And my location is a volcano. Is a volcano. <laughs> so we have a, yes. a Western noir in a mysterious volcano. Should we go for like a classic, classic villain? Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's let's go backwards now. So Steve rolled the highest. Nick rolled the lowest. We're gonna go in order. We're gonna go reverse. We each get to make up one statement about the world. Are we all typing Starting it again? With, uh, no, this this we can take time. Um, but starting with Nick, we'll go Nick, me, Danny, Steve. You get to make up one statement or truth about the world. Should, should I type it or just say it? Just say it. Uh, in this in this world, uh, everything runs off of geothermal energy, and humanity fights over volcanoes uh, as like bases of operations and places now, to live. Now, as the god of this world, I'm going to take a step yeah. back, and I'm just going to say <laughs> that is technically more than one statement about the world. So pick one Fair. of those things, and we'll I go will with that. say that humanity primarily uses geothermal energy from volcanoes sure to to exist well we'll get to the part where like we all take these things and kind of formulate the world so maybe that's just like the logical outcome um i want to add a little weird west into this uh so i think that there are um supernatural creatures vampires werewolves zombies skeletons and they are the they're the primary like uh obstacle for civilization i just want to start off by saying um i apologize in advance the game itself gave me this power (laughs) in this world oh my statement is in this world um kind of going off the whole animal thing uh we're all single-celled organisms so I'm gonna again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> throw out something. So remember the concept of yes and, Danny. So single-celled yeah. organisms does not fit with what Justin already entered into the fiction. Mm-hmm. No, they're gonna be single-cell organism spirits. <laughs> like what? ghosts. No, I'm, yeah, I'm vetoing like, it. I'm you, know, I'm I mean, I, you know, like the, can you know, I, like the first phase when he plays four. It's no. like a whole thing going on. No, we're not. We're not going to role play spore right now, Danny. Well, can I? Maybe. Okay, I, I'm trying. Not Have to you ever seen um, what's um osmosis? Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones. I was going to yeah. say like we could do like that sort of thing. Maybe I, I don't. I think that that doesn't make any sense with what has already been entered into the fiction. <laughs> it's very strange. Just as It's actually it's a human body. <laughs> I am. It's actually a kidding. butthole. It's a mysterious yeah, it's just, I mean, The world runs on farts. The volcano is just a butthole. What? I mean, that kind of works. That kind of works. This story is taking place on the rim of an anus. Oh no! <laughs> we call this. We call this region the rim of the world. <laughs> Um, All right, yeah, let's no, back up. But, I'm but totally Danny, to Johnny I think, on this. I, th- I think that we should come up with a new a new statement and not do the single cell. Oh, I'm fine. We're all animals. It's boring. <laughs> I want to do Western outside of a bubble. Another time. Another time. All right. <laughs> 
We're all just regular old animals, normal size and everything. Are we like anthropomorphic or just like multiple cells? We have multiple cells. <laughs> anthropomorphic or like yeah, yeah. Are we like like Zootopia or just regular yeah. animals? No, are it's like Zootopia. Animals? Yeah, no, it's okay. like Zootopia. Right, okay. We're really okay. <laughs> <laughs> animals. <laughs> that would also ruin it. <laughs> It's just, it's just the it's just it's just the apocalypse and there's no humans alive just animal it's a real challenge for the artist all right guns are incredibly powerful but never work in the expected way mm. like are they like well maybe leave we that can, in johnny's court we've all, yeah. we've all said our statements um so we, all the statements are out there um, the players and the GMs now work together to use these facts to form a more complete picture of the world. So if anyone has any questions for anybody, ask them now. Johnny, especially if you have any questions. Um, I do have one question. Uh, are, so are they like um, like arcane guns? Like, Yes. For example, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be great. Wait, so I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a sh- an anime? It's an older one called uh, no. A Lost Star. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Not in a long, long time. You know time. the caster? Yeah. It's, so he, he has a single shot pistol that he loads special numbered cartridges into, and each cartridge casts a spell, basically. <laughs> uh, so That's I would like fun. our guns to work somewhat along those lines where they are. So that would be really cool. But Steve did say they never work as expected, which in my mind means that the gun never does the same thing twice. For yeah, sure, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. you well, wouldn't be able to plan on what it's going to do. All you get to do is pull the trigger and hope for the best. Well, maybe there are markings on each on each like cartridge, but like these new animal people are uh, did not create these things and have no idea what they mean. <laughs> and thus, oh, like, every time they load like one in, that. they're like, oh, "Well, that's this great. Let's see what happens here." <laughs> I like that. That's fun. I like that because then there's some way in which we can like start it. It, it, it if it's random the entire time, that it, it gets to be less fun for everyone mm-hmm. involved. But if there's if there's some way in which we can start to develop, like, oh, okay, maybe this one does something like this. Uh, that okay. Um, any other questions? I have I have some, but that's just because I GM so much. I always have questions when people create statements about worlds. So what do we have? We have anthropo animals. Guns are powerful, but never work in the expected way. And what else do we have? Hit me with it. Um, like supernatural spirit. Yeah, uh, like creatures and cryptids, and werewolves, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's like the occult yes. exists in this world. Basically, the occult exists. Yes, totally, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then geothermal energy. Which I I ah, yes. do love the like I do love the almost like apocalyptic angle, like maybe um, maybe like there's these volcanoes that civilization sort of develops around, and there's these like large spaces in between the volcanoes where all these monsters and enemies exist, and like so a wild west, perhaps kind of like a wild west, little frontiery. So, like, to get and communicate with these other civilizations, you have to cross through these these spaces. Very dangerous spaces. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think, too, like, hypothetically, the you know, in, in our own ancient history, 
civilizations appeared around water sources and rivers and right. lakes yeah. and all that kind of stuff, fresh water sources. Uh, and I think we've already kind of established that these creatures are inheriting a once populated civilization that is no longer populated by the people, probably us, that used to populate it. And so, like, I wonder if in this world, we as humans figured out how to harness geothermal energy and started building cities close to volcanoes because it was easier to get power that way. And yes, the these animals have now evolved and are just kind of taking over what's left of us. It's very adventure time. I it's love very it. adventure time. Yeah, yeah, I love it. No, it's, so, it's so good. I love it. Johnny, I, love I was it. thinking the exact same thing too when Steve mentioned the like yeah. thing. I was like, I, these <laughs> geothermal cities are definitely something we did not uh, discover ourselves. Um, do we do we need to uh, sketch out this mysterious volcano that we're starting in a little bit? Maybe it's one that's unsettled. It's an unsettled volcano. We, so we, we found it, but then we're going to yeah. find out why it's unsettled. Ah, I like that a lot. Mm. That's good. That's very Gotta good. have more volcanoes for population and stuff. So yeah, maybe um, we were sent uh, to scout it out for population yeah, to scout and stuff. it out. Where we were hired by you know another yeah. town or mayor or whatever to to scout this out and then report back. I like that. That is fun stuff. That's good stuff. I was saying we have our, our setting and our and our like goal pretty well defined now. So I think and we'll actually, um, Johnny. W- once we start, Johnny will start it off saying, "You awaken in a strange place," and we, we will awaken and start in this mysterious volcano, uh, and then we'll de- we'll s- in character and out of character make the goal right then and there. So it'll come up too. All right, um, I think that's good. Unless anyone has any last questions. No. All right. Uh, let's create some characters. <laughs> uh, you are gonna. We're each gonna roll two d six again. Highest player gets to start describing their character first, and I'll explain what that means once we roll. So roll two d six. I rolled a nine. Also nine. I got a two. Oh, good. I rolled a three. Okay. Steve, I'm going to roll again. Okay. I rolled an eight. I got an eight. We got an eight. eight All right, Steve. We're going to roll again then. All right. (laughs) I think I got you this time. I got an 11. Six. Yeah. You got Uh, it. Um, So, uh,. You rolled. What did Nick and Danny? What did you roll? Three and two. Three. Yeah. Okay. So it'll go me, Steve, Nick, Danny will go last. So here's what we're gonna do. You're going to just give us like a, a very brief sketch of this character, okay? And then uh, you're gonna come up with four skill verbs. All right. One is something your character is amazing at. That gets a plus two. One is something they're good at. That gets a plus one. One is something they're bad at. That gets a minus one. And one is something they're horrible at. And that gets a minus two. So four skills. 
plus two, plus one, minus one, minus two. Once we've all gone through all of our characters, those are the 16 skills for the game. Any of us can roll any of those 16 skills. You have a, a zero in any skill that you don't say yourself. So whatever Nick's skills are, my character has a zero in that. Make sense? <laughs> I think I want to play... Um, his name is uh, Buck McTooth. He is a beaver. He is uh, an ex-priest. Uh, whatever, like community that they were in beforehand uh and and he um he saw so many horrible things that he he had to leave the priesthood and uh i think he he was getting fed up with the church's inability to like fight these creatures and so he started to delve a lot more into the occult so my skills, um, uh, I, I, uh, at plus two, like the thing that they're really good at, I think is, um, what's a word for like, uh, comforting, like comforting people. Maybe comfort and support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But more like, um, guiding comfort. Guiding, guiding yeah yeah it's back rubs. it's more like when when back rubs yeah it's that that's it. it plus two to back rubs yep um, <laughs> and then <laughs> i will i'll say that the thing that they're good at that they're starting to get good at is is the occult um and i will start thinking about what that means as we keep playing uh i think something they're really bad at is Hit us with the concept. Turning their back. Um, Retreat. They're bad at. Yeah, that's not a verb. <clears throat> Retreat is a verb. Mm -hmm. Retreat's a verb. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a, so a noun as well as a verb. Yeah. Yes. Come on. The it's occult like is not a verb, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, occultism. <laughs> occultism. Occultism is also not a verb, too. What would be the verb? Witchcraft. Cult. Sure. Witchcraft. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Retreat. Um, minus one to retreat. And I think that can be like, uh, you know, like getting away from danger too. Mm -hmm. Like fleeing, that sort of thing. Bad at fleeing. Up. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're horrible at, uh, like, what's a verb for, like, when you... They're very direct. So they don't, like, mince words. Or, like, give you platitudes. What's the word for that? Or what's the word for the opposite of that? They're... Uh, they're bad at that. So they're bad at being direct? They're... No, no, no. They're... Sorry. They're... <laughs> they... they <laughs> It needs to be minus they, two to this thing, so it has to be yeah, yeah, yeah. what they're bad at. It's not it's what the they're opposite bad. of yeah, it. Yeah. They're, they're bad at, like, not being direct. They're bad at, like... It's a double negative. I yeah. know it is a double negative, because I don't know what the... 
Justin has a plus two in I do not understand what. They're bad at being <laughs> yeah, we're very confused. Yeah. They're bad at like um they're bad like at if they're talking um, to someone. It's like the opposite of being charismatic. Uh, like they can't they're 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 not good ooh. at inspiring people to do things. Um because so they have a negative like, to charisma, basically. Correct. Yeah, yeah oh, man. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> That's fine. So far, Justin's caused me to have to rethink two of my verbs. <laughs> It's inspiring. <laughs> the minus two, right? Inspiring. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Minus two to inspiring. Cool. Okay. I like Inspire. that. So Steve is next? Yes. All right. Introducing Alabaster Smithy. <laughs> Smithy for short. Smithy is a stout... Uh, white and gray-haired cat with a very sour face. Even at his brightest and cheeriest, he appears to be frowning horribly. Uh, he carries uh, a large sledgehammer. I'm going to say that he gets a plus two to assessing danger. A plus one to makeshift weapons. A minus one to compassion. And a minus two to lying. He just is completely graceless when he is put in a situation to lie. What was the minus one, sorry? Minus one to compassion. Now, now, here's a question I have before we move on. Is that fundamentally different from Justin's plus two and comforting? Oh, that's a good point. I guess not. So I have to choose a different one? I, I would think that potentially something would be something else would be okay. a good choice. So let's let's uh, let's make him inflexible. So let's uh, do a minus one to changing the plan. Meow. <laughs> That's very interesting that they're very good at assessing danger, but they're very inflexible about like incorporating that new information into the like. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is, is too wide. This is real bad. We will still have to jump. He's like, this is real making a bow. Realizes there's no string. I'm finishing the bow. A <laughs> <laughs> weapon I have built. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun! All right, all Nick. right, Nick, what you got for us? Oh, is it my turn already? So I was thinking about Ergen Doss. Uh, he's a fox man. He wears a duster and spurs for no reason. It's not like he rides a horse. He just has them. Uh, <laughs> he's got a large pistol on his hip. That at any any opportunity, he will dramatically flourish. You know, accentuate by putting his hand on it when he's standing there. You know, swing his duster back if he can. Uh, <clears throat> his skills are uh, shooting. Plus two. <laughs> Looting. Plus one. <laughs> Scooting. <laughs> Wait, what was that one? Scooting. <laughs> he's kind of slow. He's not real fast. You know? <laughs> Shooting, looting, scooting, and boot, 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 and boot,
Booten, he's not real good at, at a fight. No physical, physical altercation. <laughs> I love it. Incredible. And the, the name was Urgendas? Urgendas. Oh <laughs> yes, I did steal that from your current <laughs> name on. From the various mismatches of, and rearrangements of my name. Yep. That's great. Urgendas. And that's two separate names, right? Urgen first of all, you said Hagen Das. Yes. <laughs> like, like the ice cream. And then it's Hagen Das. Hagen Das. That's it. That's what I got. I love Urgen Das. Danny. Danny Dot. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Sorry. You dads forgot to press the on button. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be playing a character named. Uh, Cosmo of the Bone Zone. <clears throat> so, quick to summarize, to summarize, Cosmo, he is this guy. He's kind of known. He's a he's a uh, he's a PI, but no one really hires him because everyone thinks he's crazy because he claims to have died, gone to this mysterious realm called the Bone Zone, and he came back, and now he has um this newfound religion. It's very um, it's very profound. Because he believes that we're all just single-celled organisms in a whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> and what what type of animal is Cosmo, Danny? He's a he's an emperor tamarin. Tamarin. I need to Google um, that. Yeah, it's uh, emperor and T A M A R I N. <sighs> oh, so cool. Uh, what single cell organism does he think he is, though? Oh, uh, he thinks he's a water bear. Oh, he's like a monkey. Okay. <laughs> he's got uh, like a super yeah, wise looking stash. Must yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he has really, it. That's cool. All right. That's cool. So he's, he, <laughs> he's because he's mononucleosis. Yes, he's convinced him and everyone else <laughs> mononucleosis. Um, um, so he's amazing at, because he hails from the bone zone. He's amazing at so I wrote here bone. He wrote here I wrote here bone craft, <laughs> but we can just do crafting. But specifically, okay. he's best at crafting with bones. You know, there's some zombies and skeletons around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He takes them bones, man. And he crafts things. Now, and okay. So this is considering some of the nature of this world. I just want to clarify: is bone craft? Does he have necromantic abilities? Oh no, he makes inanimate objects with okay, okay. <laughs> with the he just like puts good. two bones together, like a femur and a uh, now yeah. I got a bone ring. A I, like, bone. I, like saying, I like the idea of saying bone craft and not craft. Bone craft We're not specifically. Crafting. Okay, yeah. not I like skill that. here. It's bone craft. It's just bone craft. Okay. Okay, and so for his good um skill, I wrote sweet talk. And you could argue that that could like fall in the lines of like inspire, but it's no, no, I think it's different. I think it's, it's, totally it's sweet talk. He's good at sweet it's talking, totally you know? Maybe okay. he crafts some maybe he crafts some bone flowers and it adds to his sweet talk, you know? Like a little bone bouquet. <laughs> um, he's bad at honesty. Is anyone good uh, at lying? That feels like <laughs> lying. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? yeah, yeah it's the same. No, he's I'm, not good at lying. He's just oh. average at lying, but he's bad <laughs> at telling the truth in general. <laughs> oh, I see. I, you so just lie, lie and I'm terrible. It just—it sounds like he just doesn't understand the nature of reality. That, no, yeah, it doesn't seem like lying. I mean, he thinks we're all single-celled organisms. It so just he seems really like he needs to so. get 
It seems like we need to check it into like, <laughs> it's like sanity minus one, right? Yeah. 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 yeah let's do, can we do sanity minus one, Danny? If is okay, that he's bad fair? at sanity. He's bad at sanity. <laughs> <laughs> now we're moving into Lovecraftian vibes here. That was um, good. good. And he's horrible at. So when he went to the bone zone, he came back, and. He came back, but the, the only deal that the bone gods gave him to come back was they had to take one bone from his body. They took his jumping bone. He's bad at jumping? So he's bad at jumping. He's horrible at jumping. <laughs> I need to know what bone the jumping bone is. Every tamarind has a jumping bone. I see hold it. I think I think we'll find out and play. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Dude, that's just his to have a spine, but it's all good. So just to, <laughs> to, to reiterate for everyone, in case you guys, <laughs> he's, the case only, you guys... he's the only primate in the world who's bad at jumping. <laughs> the horrible, okay. I mean, the horrible at jumping. Horrible at jumping. In case you guys were not taking notes for yourselves, I'm going to read off all of the skills so you guys will know what skills are yours and you'll know what skills you have a zero in but have access to. So we have comforting, witchcraft, retreat, inspiring, assessing danger. Uh, I kind of changed the wording on one of yours, Steve, to improvised weapons, uh, flexibility, lying, shooting, looting, scooting, and booting, <laughs> bonecraft, sweet talk, oh, sanity, yeah. <laughs> and jumping. <laughs> that means that we're all averagely sane. The I rest missed, of us. Um, we're I'm all sorry, averagely Johnny. sane, yeah. I missed two of Buck McTooth's. So we have witchcraft, retreat, inspiring, uh, comforting, and inspiring. Comforting, comforting okay. and inspiring. So that's one and the same. No, those are different. Yeah. Oh. Inspiring is your horrible trait, right? Yeah. Correct. Yes. There's assessing danger. I guess we don't really need to write these down because if we don't recognize it, it's probably not on our list. So we just roll it. Flat. But you can use it even if it's not on your list. You just have no modifier for it. Well, Johnny has to add, or would Johnny not have to add them then, since there's already four players? Would Johnny not have um, to add four more? Yeah, I mean, Johnny, you could you could add four additional skills if you want to, to that you feel like will help like fill up the the setting a little bit. Things that we mm. missed. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go for that. Four additional skills, if you want. Yeah, I do. It can want, be less. I just need a second. Since yeah, yeah, I. I don't want to lead Johnny in any direction, but we don't have a lot that leads into the noir side of. We don't. What we're doing? Maybe sweet talking. Yeah, the sweet talk and the. Um. Can I? Can I change one of mine then? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the GM, people. That's, he's unto a unto god. god. He's a deity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as, noir, as a god, Johnny's getting rid of the yes and rule. There's only a no rule. <laughs> In this world, there's no yes anding. There's <laughs> just no. Noir uh, skills. Uh, stark yeah. lighting effects. Uh, frequent use well, of flashbacks. No, like investigating. We have wine. We have sweet talk. Yeah, That kind of stuff is, is pretty, pretty good. Um... Flashback epiphany kind of. could be a funny skill. Uh, I think we could just do that because there's there's rules, there's dice rules for like adding things to the setting, adding. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so I I have four for you guys. 
Okay. Um, oh, I'm ready. So I have investigation, mm-hmm. accusation, uh, which I imagine would be the better your role, the more kind of accurate that a, a accusation yeah, is. It's like kind of like akin like to uh, Brindlewood. Like yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. Rumination. So uh, that's thinking. Um, <laughs> so we're all average. <laughs> we're all just average on thinking. Here's one I thought would be uh, fun, and I have no idea how we'll use it yet. But uh, precognition. Ooh, like psychicness. Like the ability to see something before it happens. It's like assessing the situation, but better. Scooting and booting. I hate you, Nick. <laughs> You're just mad that I is <laughs> so good. I'm, I'm mad at you, as to why it's so good. <laughs> um, okay, we got all those skills. Um, that's good. There's a lot of stuff to play with in there. Um, Johnny, I'll read the GM stuff, and then uh, I will read. Uh, I'll get to the the player stuff. Um, it says, "Have a few minutes to jot down some notes and ideas before the game begins." Uh, game should start in the middle of action uh, with the phrase you awaken in a strange place and then you sort of describe what we see and then we once the players have a firm grasp of the situation as they know it uh, encourage them to discuss their scenario and come up with a goal Um, and then once the goal has been decided we kind of just work towards that goal now for all of us it is very powered by the apocalypse and the resolution for the dice mechanic uh, roll 2d6 at a relevant stat uh, on a six or less. It's a failure. And um, Johnny can introduce a complication on a seven to nine. It's a mixed success. And on a 10 to 12, it is a full success. You can also roll to make new statements about the world. To do this, you just roll straight 2d6. Same resolution on a six. No on a seven to nine it's it's a mixed success and on a 10 to 12 that is a true fact about the world um and the same with resources if we're looking for resources roll 2d6 uh you can you know six you don't find it a seven to nine you get one resource which is like a a general catch-all for your resources and then a 10 to 12 you find two resources um that's pretty much it for for us as the players uh think about your character's personality and drive and desire like why do they join this expedition to try and settle this volcano um and then it says all characters start the game with 10 hp and any items it would make sense for them to have um so uh i've noticed too uh does uh cosmo have a gun he has a bone slingshot. He's a bone slingshot. Um, can can uh, Buck McTooth have a like a sawed-off shotgun? Because at this point we only have one gun, and I feel like we should definitely play more with the like guns doing now, stuff here's, that we don't expect. Yeah, I love that idea. I was gonna ask if Buck McTooth also has some sort of like an arcane focus since Absolutely. they've been yeah. playing around with the ar- arcane. Yes, I put a cult symbol down already. Um, cool. I think it's a um, it's like what it would look like if you you covered your hand in blood and then that blood started like dripping down from the fingertips. Mm. Um, it's like that on a necklace. That's like 
rotted and rusted. Actually, I want to go back. Cosmo doesn't have a bone slingshot. He has a bone. It's kind of akin to a sword cane. So it's like a little staff, right? But it's actually a sheath. When he takes it out, it's just another bone staff. Okay, good. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, that's it. That's what he has. <laughs> um, Smithy would have the things that a smith would have. So, sure. Um, yeah. A hammer. And we don't. Tongs, we don't always have. Rags, we don't have to write a them all down now. You know, can, things like that. I'm sure mm. it could be one of those games where we say, like, "Johnny, <clears throat> would it make sense for me to have this?" And Johnny can say, "Like, yeah, no." Um, uh, anytime you fail, uh, you can mark a tally, and that tally, if you if you use it, adds a plus one to a roll. You can only uh, ever add plus two to a roll this way, though. Make sense. And then uh, there's a assist mechanic, but it's just like the straight. It's like, say, which skill verb you're using and the normal resolution mechanic. That's pretty much it. How we feeling? Is it OK if I, especially because of the noir thing, if I play around with a little bit with the reason that you guys are? Please. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I hope that we're like surprised and yeah, totally cool. Okay, you awaken in a strange place. Around you is an abandoned town. You look up and you are at the foot of a volcano. Slow magma flows are making their way down the face of the mountain. And around you, interspersed throughout the town, are steam vents. Uh, it's very clear that this town was abandoned in haste. There are objects all around, uh, littered on the ground. Uh, you could see through windows that there are unfinished meals on tables. Uh, you remember that you were asked to come to this town uh, because the mayor's wife in another town at the foot of another volcano that is still active and inhabited, uh, she was last seen coming in this direction. And people have reason to believe uh, that she may have come here in search of something, though they wouldn't tell you exactly what that thing was. What do you do? I was going to say I don't like the looks of this place, but it looks like the other place. Meow. <laughs> well, uh, Albest or Smithy, uh, I think we should be more concerned with the fact that we just we just done woke up in the middle of nowhere because uh, I don't remember going to sleep in the middle of the street. That just happens to me all the time. Yeah, no one asked you, Cosmo. <laughs> huh? Every time I go to sleep, I never know I'm going to wake up the next day. Yeah. It's we we are aware. Thank yeah. you. You will just take me. I'm so small. Uh, Cosmo, yeah. I believe that you should get that checked out at some point. No, it's fine. I'm used to it. Well, the uh, mayor's wife, what was her name? Her name was Ursula. 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 Let's, uh, let's uh, have a little look for her, yeah? That's after all why we was coming here. Yeah, McBride offered us quite a bit. What do you think that she was looking for out here? Maybe a volcano, yeah. That's a pretty easy find. 
She was at the base of the volcano as well, too. That would not make any sense. Alabaster. She was at a volcano. Why here? Doesn't mean she didn't want to find another one. Maybe she was looking at after uh, one of those those old one relics. Hmm. Well, town, town back there is getting full, too. Maybe they were coming out here looking for something, some resources, you know? Uh, uh, Buck is, uh, well, I should say this, too. Maybe we could all do this, too. Um, you see, like, a, a beaver. He's wearing, um, uh, like, a priest's frock. Like, even though he no longer is a part of the priesthood, he still wears that as a symbol and as a reminder of what they should be and what they could be. Um, and he's got like a really big brass necklace that's like laying across on the out front of it that you see like this bloody hand sitting on. Uh, and you can see like kind of under the robes, what looks like a, 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 sh- a sawed off shotgun uh, and buckle kind of walk up towards the food. Um, does it look like it's been here a long time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The food is um, mostly rotted. What what bugs haven't eaten has started to, to rot away or get covered in, in dust and sand. Um, it is hard to tell in an area like this how long something has been sitting out, but it's definitely been a while. Uh, he'll like... Uh rub his finger uh, across it and kind of I believe uh, did you just taste that? no I did not taste it I just gave it a sniff it's been here a a very long time no I'm not not crazy and he looks at Cosmo Um, you see Cosmo just you see Cosmo just picking at a part of the exposed bone on his body we'll get to that later oh gosh Uh, Cosmo, come taste some of this. Tell me uh, how long you think it's been here for. All right. Um, he click, clack, click, clack, click, clacks over there. Um, picks up a big handful of some unidentified food. You didn't have to eat quite that much, Cosmo. Oh, God. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> That's delicious. Um, what was the question? I just wanted to watch you eat that if I'm going to be completely honest. I well, can't believe I hope, you just did that. <laughs> I hope I satisfied your needs. And he winks. Just walks away. Yeah, Padre, you aren't used to his antics, but uh, that's just that's just that fella. Well, if he's that easy to prank, we're going to get along just fine. Wasn't enough fun in the monastery, so now I try to make fun where I go. Well, Buck, you got any kind of freaky stuff you can do what can help us with finding that uh, Ursula lady? Let me try. And uh, Buck will grasp his medallion and try to see if he can, like, pick up on any, like, psychic trails. See if he can, like, pick up on a trail of Ursula, like, walking through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, give me give me a witchcraft roll. Uh, that is a seven. That is a Ooh. seven. All right, so that is a mixed success. Player gets what they want, partially or at a cost. So you reach out 
with your uh, attuned mystical senses. And you have a sense that there is... You, you, you can't be sure that it's Ursula. But there is something or someone in the direction of uh, a mine shaft that is beyond the far edge of town. So you guys are on one end of town. You know how old West towns look. It's like a long corridor. It's kind of like a church at the far end of town. And beyond that, you can see in the middle distance uh, the entrance to a mine shaft. And you have a, a sense of psychic energy coming from that mine shaft entrance. But as you get a sense of that energy, your ears start ringing painfully. You all right there? Oh, I think, too, what the rest of you see, too, is... Uh, Johnny, you tell me if I have to roll to establish this as a part of the setting. But I, I think he uh, he takes this, like, ancient-looking knife and, like, cuts his hand a little bit. And if you're looking, you can see, like, it's, like, scarred up there, like he's done this before. And that's what he grabs uh, his medallion. And mm. then you just see him, like clutching his ears oh, ah, oh, oh. Buck, Buck, you alright there? You alright? Oh, I, I don't know, I don't know but there's something very powerful in that mine over there and I'll, I'll point toward the end of it uh, Probably the last time I ask you to do freaky stuff just gonna say it uh. no, it's, it's, it's part of the course it's just kind of what happens um, Yeah, no, I would please. lock it up out too uh, too early there, Smithy. There yes. might be a, it's what I'm here for. A lot we need. But you're sure you're all right, Padre? I will. It is but a moment, and, and it'll pass. It'll pass. Let's let's carry on. All right then, Cosmo, get over here. We're going on down to the the mine. Cosmo, click clack click clack click clack. Just walks over. Uh, but as you look at so typically Cosmo wears a uh, black like leather trench coat and a flat cap, you know, like what they wore in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> but you see, he does not look like he's doing okay. Two outsiders, he feels completely fine. But you see, first of all, like on um, the lower like half of his face, basically there's a portion of his jaw that's just completely exposed bone. And as you look at the rest of his body, there's several points like that, and a lot of it's on his legs. So when he walks, you can literally hear. Just his bones is creaking. Click, oh my click, God. click clacking. <laughs> that is so unnerving. I thought I told you to wrap those things up. He walks in like a widened Mickey Mouse strut, too, so it's even more like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just click, clack, click. No, it's fine. It's just the blessing of the bone god. You're going to alert everybody to our presence. As, I'd like to not meet any of these deities. <laughs> yeah. I, I can be I can be stealthy if I want. Watch this. Click, clack, click. Yeah, you're you're ridiculous. <laughs> Ergen turns and starts walking, and you immediately start hearing very loud ringing sounds yeah. as his spurs. Yeah. Both walking, there's just the two sounds accompanying accompanying each other. Just both the various sounds we make as we walk. Oh uh, well, Alabaster, I suppose we can throw stealth out the window. I reckon so. Meow. Anyone who wants to right now 
Give me a precognition roll. Six. <laughs> I unfortunately also rolled a six. Remember when you fail, mark a tally. Failure is one. You can stack up to two. Uh, no, you can stack as many as you want. You just can't add more than, like, the oh, roll okay. can't add more than plus two to it. I see, I see. Okay. As you guys move, there's there's something about this space that just, it makes you feel like you're, like there's the potential to be prepared in a way that you're not used to. You you feel like there's the opportunity, especially uh, especially for Buck, to you you have the sense that you could look into the future if you just do it right, and you mm. take this moment and, despite seeming insane, uh, Cosmo he he gets that same sense that <laughs> he could look into the future right now, and both of you quietly without saying anything to the group try to look into the future and you both get the very very clear sense that the way is safe and everything is going to go right for you we're gonna be just fine guys yes i agree the bone god told me i don't agree with that the bone god did not say anything to cosmo but i do agree that it is safe I don't believe in any gods. I believe you and your false deities. Well, we'll see about that, I suppose. Yeah, I'll be cautious either way, but thank you for the reassurance. <laughs> On the way out of town, Johnny, I'd like to roll investigation. All right. To see if there are any items that, that indicate to me what happened with whomever passed through here. Okay. Whomever passed through here, do you mean Ursula specifically, or do you mean the townspeople that aren't here? um, Ursula, ideally, but we don't know that it's Ursula who came through. So, um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 10. We're currently tracking something. Yes. Whatever we're tracking is what I'm trying to learn about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, got a 10. Great. That sounded sarcastic. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> just right. was it? Good for you. So the you look at the ground. You're you think very wisely. Why don't we see if there's any fresh tracks here? And so as you are investigating, you're looking around for any signs of disturbance, and you notice that there are footprints that seem pretty new. Uh, the combination of the sand and the dust and the soot and ash mm. means that fresh footprints are pretty clear in this area. What uh, type of animal is Ursula? Do we know? The mayor's wife? Um, yes, yeah, so she is a spotted gecko. Ah. Fun. Very yeah. specific So foot. My question, Johnny, do I see something that looks like it could plausibly be a gecko print in the ashes? You do. You do in the in the ashes. You see what appear to be gecko prints, and uh, as you continue walking and you make your way farther down the street, you're watching these gecko prints. And at a certain point, about two thirds of the way down the street, these prints, uh, there's signs of a struggle. You don't see another set of prints come in, but there is what very very clearly looks like 
a scuffle, a struggle of some sort took place and you stop seeing gecko prints and you begin seeing what look like very large, you can't place it, but very large predator prints of some kind mm. that continue on. Everyone in the party uh, sees, I forgot my own name. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Durgan. <laughs> all right. Everyone in the party sees Smithy go down on all fours and walk very gingerly, studying these gecko prints and tracing them all the way to the point of struggle and change into these larger prints. What do y'all reckon? What do y'all reckon of this? What is, what is it? The little ones end here, and the big ones start there. And the in-between doesn't um, look pretty. Co- Cosmo pulls out from his pocket his bonifying glass. and It's a magnifying glass made of bones. <clears throat> and he looks closely at those prints and goes, Well, it looks like there's a couple of people walking. Yes. Incredible deduction. Thank you. I think we've, we picked that up. Learned a lot in the bone zone. Could teach you guys a lot. <clears throat> and he puts the magnifying glass back. Anyway, uh, we want to, well, I reckon we should go was in. Ursula, so, but yeah. I don't know who that other feller is. Well, we should be careful wherever it, whoever it is. Is everybody ready for come what may? Yes. I'll throw the, the priest frock to the side and pull out the, the sawed off shotgun. Cosmo pulls out his cane and then unsheaths an identical cane from the cane. Er, Ergen, very, in a very, what seems like the most practice motion you've ever seen in your life, swings back his duster (laughs) dramatically, (laughs) grabs his his pistol and rips it out of the the holster. Oh, I'm always ready. Meanwhile, Al Vatra's like, I mean, there's not a combat right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, calm Al, down. Al, Al Master surveys each of you in your epic gird the loins moment as we face outwards away from the town. And you look over at Alabaster and he's just <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And then he just he's already holding the sledgehammer out, but he just lifts it slightly more, like <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Just well, a that answers my question. We are, we are did, ready. Alabaster, did you just cough up a hairball? Hey, At least hey, I didn't just eat something off the table. All right, there. you don't need to. <laughs> um, did Alabaster just cough up a hairball? Yes. Uh, and is he trying to obfuscate? No, he was just totally <laughs> missing the moment when everyone else was like hero standing. <laughs> Well, so I just Everyone mean in, like in showing response their to Buck McTooth, Buck McTooth ah. just asked him if he coughed up a hairball. He didn't answer. I'm just wondering if, if we should get a lying role here. <laughs> oh. ah, I'm happy to do that. I get a minus two to lying. I'm horrible at it. And I rolled a four. So it is a two. <laughs> he coughs up another hairball. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, and then uh, another uh, one just falls out. I definitely was not doing that. No. Yeah. So I actually, I really like that, Danny. As as Alabaster is uh, responding, another hairball uh, <laughs> becomes too overwhelming to keep at bay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Alabaster dutifully coughs it out and then hides his face. Oh, well, don't uh, be don't be ashamed. Do yeah. not be ashamed. That helps me be less ashamed. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's get going. Yeah, let's heading on into the the mine. Oh, so so, um, Alabaster. Actually, another. I would love another roll from you. Anyone could do this roll, but you get a plus two. Um, before you reach the mine, I would like an assessing danger roll. Here it goes. Eight plus two is ten. Hey. Ten. Okay, so before you guys get off the street, you're on your way to this mine shaft. And I mentioned there's a church at the end of this street. As you approach the church, Alabaster, you get the the, the most clear and present sense of danger. Someone don't feel right about this here worship house. Yeah. I can see what Darla has to say about it. Is is Darla That's my that's my pistol. Ah, all right. <laughs> it's my firearm. Alabaster, I'm inclined to agree with you. The god Human has never done anything for us. I don't like you. Oh, not not you, Hugh. Sorry about that. I uh, yes, I understand. Wait, me? I get my words wrong. I like you. Oh, oh gosh. Hugh. All right. Well, not, not you, I recommend. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I recommend we don't go in that church. I'm gonna shoot the building now. <laughs> All I'm, right. I'm feeling very <laughs> awkward. Don't, don't shoot the building. Do not shoot the building. <laughs> I don't know All about right. them guns. I never know what they're gonna do. Uh, that's why I like them. You can't fight a building with a gun. Uh, well, maybe you can. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> that's the beautiful uh, thing about Darla. See, she's a she's a fiery gal. You never know what she's gonna do. Well, Alabaster, if you sense danger, perhaps we should should check it out. Cosmo, do you sense any danger in there? Do you want to do you see anything in there? That's my name, isn't it? <sighs> yes. Yes. Well, Let me see. And the Cosmo just waltzes right into the building. Oh, oh Lord. Just walks straight in. Walks yeah, straight into the building. not going to make it very far. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> click, clack, click, clack. Let me see. I'm consulting my senses right now. <laughs> and he's walking make, into the building. Make a sanity roll. Me? <laughs> okay. I'm bad at that. <laughs> Ooh, um, eight. Eight? Okay. Not nine minus one. All right. Um, something, it's not a loud voice, but a voice in the back of your head tells you that this is not a good idea. Um, click, clack. Hey, guys. <laughs> click, clack, click, clack. He's still walking towards it. I don't know if this is a good idea. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. That's because it ain't. Turn around, Tamarin. Turn around. Um, um, Cosmo turns around and continues walking backwards towards the building. Yeah, what, what's up? No, stop. Oh. Like, stop going towards it. Um, as soon as he stops, he sort of just, his back just hits the wall of the church. 
Oh, I'm here. <laughs> you know, you said you died before, but I really, I'm starting to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> now that you are this close to the church, Danny, I want you to make an investigation roll. I'm average at that. Funny enough. Five and a six and 11. All right. You immediately notice that uh, to your right, the doors, there's nothing making noise inside the church, but you hear a creak and something is pushing the doors. They're not opening, but you see the doors of the church begin bowing outward. Um, Could I... So... I don't know if this would be precognition or rumination, but I want to see, or maybe like witchcraft, but I want to see if this is, it already, to Danny, it definitely seems like some sort of like a culty, spirity thing, but Kazo wants to determine that. So I don't know what you would want Cosmo to roll. Um, I think I'll, I'll let you choose between whether you want it to be witchcraft or rumination. I think, I think Cosmo would like to ruminate on that a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, that's a five. <laughs> this seems to you to be the sort of thing that happens in the normal course of a building settling. Guys, everything's fine, honestly. There's, I don't, I don't think there's anything going on here. I think we should all just waltz into that door. Maybe by opening the doors, um, we will let the air out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of I course. Think I, I think. I think the air is just pushing on the doors a little bit. That um, makes perfect sense. I'm with you. Let's. I'm coming. <laughs> and Buck will walk up next to uh, next to Cosmo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smithy, should we stop them or? Uh, Your friend Cosmo has assured us that there is uh, nothing the yeah. problem. And also, if you die once, you'll just come back like me. <laughs> Nick. And at this, a book <laughs> rethinks his decision <laughs> and starts to pull his hand back away from the door at the mention of becoming like Cosmo. <laughs> from, from this distance, for sure, Buck can see the doors are not just bowed out. They are very clearly moving back and forth like something like, inside is not slamming against them but you can tell something is on the other side of this door trying to push it open weird. it's almost like the door's like breathing or something it, it would appear yeah. that way yes uh ah. nick i'm just wondering because ergen seemed very ready to shoot the building what is he doing now he still got his gun aimed at the building <laughs> He's he's like yeah. So everybody was like, you can't shoot a building. He's like, oh well, maybe I can. <laughs> just watch like, that building is breathing. He's very close to just shooting it. <laughs> if uh, yeah, no, if if so, you, Justin, you said Buck was starting to back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at that he's just gonna be like, all right, that's enough of this, and just shoots. <laughs> all right, make a shoot and roll. How <laughs> <laughs> the only combat related role we have is shooting. <laughs> I improvise weapons. Oh, that's that's a nine. That's a nine. That's a nine. Okay. It's also the old west, so. Yeah. All right. I have 
uh, it's technically for D and D, but I have a special list that I'm gonna use for. Oh, random, fun! Random, fun, attacks. fun. Let's say, please. Okay. Okay. And let's see. Okay. So the bullet leaves the gun. And <laughs> <laughs> no, good. As you know, as happens. Um, and it it pierces the door, and you see, uh, the uh, so Buck and Cosmo, you both see very clearly, the thing pressing up against the door, has backed off. The door, like, flattens back, and, uh, then, uh, it's quiet for a moment. And I don't know if if Ergen and uh, Alabaster can hear this, but Buck and Cosmo definitely hear the buzzing of what sounds to be hundreds no. of bees inside the church. And then uh, after a couple moments of that buzzing and eerie quiet, you hear... like an unworldly scream coming from no. inside the church. Oh, as I was saying before, I think we should uh, not go in there and just keep going around. It, you know? All right. Cosmo, we must back up very quietly now. Come follow me. What what if that <laughs> what if that was Ursula? <laughs> I would love a scoot and roll from Buck and Cosmo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> scoot, scoot, scoot. Uh, or perhaps a retreat. Or perhaps a retreat. I did forget that retreat. I think scooting is like uh, like acrobatics and like moving, right? That's how they I, I could yeah, I could see that uh, that, that argument. Yeah. So I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna retreat. I'm gonna retreat because that's more fun to roll uh, and and get misses. Uh, <laughs> that's a seven. So it's okay. still a mixed success. Ooh, two sixes. I got a 12. Ooh. There okay. you go. Buck suggests that you guys get out of there. <laughs> and he, uh, Buck, you are, you're a little bit focused because Cosmo's a bit of a wild card. You're a little bit focused on making sure he actually moves. And so uh, much to your surprise, he complies immediately. And he is now uh, quite a bit farther down the road than you. And uh, you, I think, uh, are maybe a little bit more concerned about, given your history with the, the church, a little bit more concerned about what might be in here and whether or not you have an ethical responsibility to do something about it. And so uh, uh, for, for a moment, that slows you down. You are not still directly on top of the church. You're definitely moving away, um, but you are not as far away as Cosmo is. And uh, as you are retreating, uh, what are Ergen and Alabaster doing? Uh, Ergen's going to pull on the back of his pistol and the cartridge just pops out and he catches it with a trained, you know, 
motion and he looks at it and he's like all right well i guess that's what the pink one does today i don't, I don't know and then <laughs> he pulls out he pulls out one with a like a a similar symbol but he has no idea what it means on it so it's a red symbol this time he slots it in closes it and trains trains his gun again doesn't fire it but he's, he's ready to do uh alabaster looks over and just says that's why i use a sledge i know what it does every time yeah well i'm not as quick and capable as you in course close quarters so i'm fine from over here as this conversation is happening uh another screech another comes from inside the church and the doors burst outward oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. and you see what you can only imagine was once a dog is standing in the doorway of the church uh it is taller than it should be its muscles seem uh grotesquely large uh there is no hair to be found on its body and the muscles seem to be uh, ripping out of the skin in some spots uh, and in other spots flesh is sloughing off of its body there it is very unclear to you what happened to this creature but it is undoubtedly an abomination and there is uh appears to be no intelligence in its eyes as they lock onto Cosmo. Yeah, z- 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 zombie ah. dog. Ah. I think Buck instinctually just fires the shotgun. Shooting! Shooting! Give me a shooting roll! Uh, that is a seven. Shooting. Mm. <clears throat> Alright. Um... So, so you guys have 10 hit points, right? Yeah, hit points. Yep. Is there yeah. something I missed that tells me how much or do I just randomly assign hit points? No, just I, think just, I think just uh, yeah, randomly assign hit points and okay. just take off hit points for us. Perfect. Alright, so you rolled a 7. Um, so that definitely hits it, but it is not uh, you're probably aiming for center mass, I imagine and uh, the 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 shot hits in this like one of the it's like grotesquely large left arm, um, but I am gonna do another roll to see what the actual effect of Please. this projectile is. Please, I forgot about fun. All fun, done. fun. I was going to demand. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is it? So it definitely seemed for a moment like this bullet wounded the dog. But then you see that not only the spot it it hit its arm, but several other places on its body begin to heal. And it seems more whole. Hmm. Um. Did you just apply medicine to that beast? <laughs> Padre, I believe that was the wrong bullet. That was the no. wrong bullet indeed. Uh, he, old habits die hard. Upon turning around and seeing this, Cosmo goes, mm. Dago of the Bone Zone, 
And he turns around and starts sprinting towards the dog. <laughs> and he goes, don't harm it. I think we're cousins. <laughs> and he starts running towards the dog. And um, as he's looking at the dog and like it's flayed flesh, Cosmo starts to have like, he starts to remember a little bit about what happened with him, but doesn't really. He just has memories of him laying down, ruminating on his missing flesh. And as he's running to the dog, he goes, wait, stop. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh, boy. We're here, uh, we're here to help. Cosmo, <laughs> Give don't. me a, no. a sweet talk roll. Okay. Trying <laughs> to sweet talk a zombie dog. It's like the, the poorest <laughs> attempt at sweet talking ever. Hey, we love you. <laughs> My lot will apply disadvantage. No, it's okay. Just give me, give me that. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to roll for sweet talk. Oh my god. Seven. Seven? Okay. Okay. The, um, the dog. Oh, god. No, and like as he's running, he like reveals his flesh and he goes, Look, you and I we're the same. Uh the dog <laughs> seems wholly uninterested in everything that you are doing other than the fact that you are running toward it. Um But at the last moment, something seems to break through and it seems to almost in your mind Cosmo feel a sense of camaraderie with you um, I don't trust Cosmo's mind I don't either neither do I shoot it I wouldn't either uh, and it lashes out with one of its claws toward you and it only grazes the front of your chest but that hurts, and you lose two hit points. All right, I want, I want to say too, as it lashed out, um, Cosmo like hold out of his hands for a hug. <laughs> Tempted to double the hit points just because that's. <laughs> Who decided to send him with us? Um, in pain, in pain, Cosmo look turns around. Look, guys, <laughs> it's fine. All right, Smithy, if I'm being honest with you, the mayor offered me double just to take him with us, so... Did he mention anything about killing him? No, he didn't really. Uh, he didn't really give a give a yes or no on that one. Just kind of a... Pity. I don't want that on get my him hands. Out of here. All right. You guys also don't know if you killed Cosmo, if he'll just come back again. But even worse this time. None of us believes that for a second. I sh- <laughs> Can I shoot it again or, or no? Well, I'd like to see what Alabaster wants to do first. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, watching this, it's hard to know what to do. (laughs) I think I can say at this point, you can feel confident that whatever level of sentience this creature once possessed has, has long since fled its mind. Um, you know, it is, it is upright like you guys are but it seems more animalistic than you're used to interacting with and the bees are gone correct they just kind of burst out of the oh, door the when bees it opened are still swarming around the church entrance but they don't seem to be particularly interested in him or you at this point all right how out of uh 
bounds or plausibility is it for a smithy to pull out like a piece of meat from his person? Viable? 100% possible. Cool. Smithy reaches a trembling paw into his vest pocket and pulls out a big piece of jerky (laughs) and says, well, I don't know anything better to do than this. Don't want to watch your bullets heal this thing again. (laughs) It starts walking towards it and seeing if it will indicate catching the smell at all. Smithy, that's our meat. What are you doing? Um, I'm trying to get it to go away and focus on something other than uh, once dead plan, boy over there. If plan is walking toward it, before you start walking, I would like a sanity roll. Well, the plan was to just to get toward. close enough to see if I can throw it. I understand what you're trying to yeah. do, but I'm just wondering what the, <laughs> how sane walking towards a zombie dog with meat in your hand uh, <laughs> actually is. And sure, so. sure, sure. All right, let's roll it. Six. No. no. Okay, so it's okay. it's not. It's it's not. But a failed sanity roll means that you make the wrong choice. So Smithy's walking towards this this uh, dog, I guess, uh, with no no hint of his uh, better judgment stepping in. Uh, the dog is definitely interested in the meat. Um, it is now looking between the four of you, uh, but with vigorous interest in what is in your hands, maybe. Yeah, at the first sign of interest, I would want to throw it away <laughs> from the group. And if that okay. works, I would suggest we move around the other side of the church and scoot. In, in that particular situation, how would you feel about giving me an improvised weapon roll. I know you're not technically attacking it, but I think yeah. that the, yeah, the yeah. improvisation of it. I appreciate being allowed to use a bonus. So uh, that's a plus one, right? Let's check. Eight plus one, nine. All right. With a nine, the dog chases after the meat. It didn't go quite as far as you wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, you were definitely hoping that you'd be able to throw this kind of on the other side of the building so the dog's fully on the other side of the street as you guys make your way the opposite direction uh instead kind of hits the front of the building that's uh off to the side of you and so the dog's on the other side of the street and it's chasing this meat but it's not kind of it's not nearly as far as you wanted to be probably about halfway to the distance you were aiming for um, okay. But you guys have a moment. The dog's definitely distracted. This is the time that we scoot. Does everybody listen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's scooting, I'd love a scooting roll. I um, scoot. With or retreat. It's up to uh, you. With Cosmo's eyes sort of welling up, looking at the dog run away, he goes, We'll meet again. And he scoots. Or tries to. I think I think technically this is a retreat roll, but he retreats. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Can I? I would like to take out my knife and cut my hand and grab the medallion 
and try to pick up on what caused this. Roll, roll uh, witchcraft for me. It's two ones. Oh no! Four. Snake eyes. Uh, three actually. A three. <laughs> okay. Um. So you you do this, and as soon as your blood makes contact with the air, it it feels preternatural. It it defies logic to a degree, but your blood makes contact with the air, and the dog's head snaps around, and it is no longer interested in old cooked meat there's fresh blood in the air oh it's coming your direction i had to know i had to know what happened to it you might want to bleed a little bit right there and then pat yourself up and scoot (laughs) there's no time we must we we must leave you man of the cloth always gotta know don't you and ergen shoots again all right give me a shoot and roll uh, the mysteries of guns. <laughs> uh, eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> I am. This is the so best happy. concept ever. This is the best game <laughs> ever. I love this. Um, so I'm actually using a couple of different D and D tables, and right now I'm using the the wild magic table. Yes, I was gonna oh, say perfect. Uh, wild magic is um, great. The bullet hits the the dog. And it, it definitely does some damage. You can tell that it slows it down a little bit. Um, and there's a wound in its chest now that is is bleeding. There's, it's like a black ichor. It doesn't seem to be normal blood. But uh, uh, the moment after this wound opens, the dog's entire body is covered in feathers. Well, darling, that's I wasn't expecting that one. That's actually okay. not the worst thing. Yeah. Ergen, did you turn into a chicken just now? Well, apparently Darla tried and, and kinda got only halfway. Uh, half half chicken. Does it seem like the feathers are covering the eyes? No, it can still see, but it is just now a feathered dog among its other deformities. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you were to fire that same bullet again, could you turn it into a full chicken? <laughs> um, no, I, I check which one it was. We'd have to get that bullet I... out of that icker wound. <laughs> icker. And I'd like not to volunteer for that. Yeah. Well, I might have another one. I just got oh, check. If it's a half chicken, perhaps it moves slow and we can retreat now. <laughs> with the feathers it's more aerodynamic so it sprints even faster <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who did retreat rolls uh, what what were those rolls 11 uh, Cosmo, Cosmo got a 9 9 and 11 um, okay I, I'm not gonna like necessarily penalize a 9 in this particular instance you guys are uh, you're, you guys are like on the other side of the street you're, you're now at a point where you don't have a, you're not only on the other side of the street, but you're you're slightly beyond the buildings, so you have moved in between the church and uh, the building opposite where the meat hit, and so um, because of the the way the street is laid out, 
you don't have neither of you have a super clear view on the dog anymore you can still see uh buck and ergen fine but the dog is obscured okay everyone keep hustling padre get out of here all right let's uh, I uh, rolled a... No, uh, no, no. We will go together. You will not stand here by yourself. I'll, I'll be right behind you. No. Ergen, <laughs> no. We do not leave people behind. That's not the way. Oh, all right. Let's, let's <laughs> go, then. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> he's trying to... He's just trying to get another cartridge into his gun. <laughs> uh... I rolled a eight for my retreat. Eight. Okay, so you are um, comfortably in the same zone the others are. I mean, uh, Alabaster is definitely a little bit farther than than the two of you are. Um, the two of you being Buck and Cosmo. Uh, but you guys are in the zone, and you can kind of safely assume the dog can probably smell you, but if you can't see it, it can't see you. Um, and so... Uh, what is up with Ergen right now? Um, I just want to keep shooting balls. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, he's he's a seasoned veteran. He knows what he's doing. He's gonna yeah, I, he's gonna get say, out of there. You could. I was gonna say you can. It's and it's up to you. You can certainly make your retreat roll. Uh, I would say you probably could get off if you've already reloaded. You could probably get off one more bullet before retreat becomes impossible and you're engaged hand to hand with this thing so i can shoot once more and then still retreat yeah safely all right then i'm gonna do that <laughs> you love it you love it's it. gonna go so bad it's gonna go it's so, so bad. much fun oh my god uh oh 12 this time oh all right I've been rolling damage before I do anything else, just so I know kind of what's happening. Okay. Um, all right. So this one hits the dog very squarely in the chest. And it kind of, it reels back just a little bit. And it starts to sway. And then it, it takes a couple lurching steps forward. Uh, you know, it's, it's still trying to get to you. Very, very much trying to get to you. Uh, all right, he's starting then, to back off a little bit. He's like, all right. It, it sways one more time and then falls backwards. And as it lands, you see uh, sprouts of green beginning to burst from where the bullet entered its chest. And then with aggressive speed, roots begin spreading out from its chest. A tree grows Whoa. and uh, kind of grafted into the tree in its trunk is the shape of this dog it's a little bit disgusting to look at honestly but uh it is surrounded with bark and now there is a fully mature tree in front of this church with the shape <laughs> of malformed dog in I front of that's it. the best bullet you ever shot why don't you use that bullet from the start <laughs> Well, I don't. They well, they rotate through. It's kind of Darla's decision on what they actually do every day. But green seems to be pretty good today. <laughs> Not bad, Ergen. Not bad. Uh, excellent. Yeah, there's a little symbol with the. It's like a 
Like a little cross. It's like a if you had a sword and you stabbed it down, but the sword had three blades. It's kind of. Uh, I think I have that one. I think I've got one of those as well too. Yes. Holds up a shell. Yeah, no. If you want to use it later, it might be helpful. Well, you never know really how it's again. Never really know. <laughs> it's true. It's one really. of the, the few things that we know about this world. <laughs> um, hey. For any audience members who are curious, and for you guys if you're curious from a mechanical standpoint, I basically what I was doing, and what I'm going to be continuing to do with the guns, to assign damage, unless the wild magic table tells me to heal them, uh, <laughs> is uh, I'm just rolling uh one dice for partial successes and two for full successes to determine the damage that it does. And it had had 15 in HP and then the bees heard it and then it got healed and then Not the bees. everything else heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who who healed that? That was a that was a bad choice. <laughs> right. It's very it's the opposite of what we wanted to do. Uh, I'm guessing that was Darla. Smithy goes to recover what remains of his jerky before moving on. <laughs> now that the dog is very soundly a tree. <laughs> we went halvesies on that. Now I gotta eat sandy. Sandy oh, jerky. I, I won't even make you roll for this. You you get to the meat, and there is what appears to be. Uh, some of this dog's blood and slobber and uh, less than appealing uh, fluids on this meat, mm. along with sand and ash mm. and you know, dust and such. You just see your choice. You can look at it. it, ponder it for a moment, and then leave it and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, it's... It's not very appetizing. It's probably still good eating. No. Hey, no. Cosmo, we'll what is it? Yes, Cosmo, what does it taste like? Please Cosmo will go and grab, no, and grab no, the turkey. Cosmo, God. He sort of wipes it off on his trench coat a little bit. Goes, I'm not going to eat it right now. You got to ration this. And he uh, puts it in his pocket. Anyway, oh. I'd like to look through the church maybe for a, a looting roll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Give me a See what's going on. on, and are the bees still there? <laughs> uh, the bees have have pretty much gone. Okay, now. all yeah. right. Um, uh, I got a plus one for Luton. Um, yep, for Luton. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a seven exactly. Seven. All right. Uh, is there anything in particular you're hoping to find? More cartridges. More cartridges. <laughs> um. I mean, so with with a seven, you definitely don't find any new cartridges. Um, you find some. Uh, I mean, this church has been pretty well destroyed, other than the fact that this thing was locked inside, um, or, or rather, because this thing was locked inside. Uh, mm. Anything, almost anything of value, has been completely ravaged. Um, but there is some metal. And uh, the bullet that you shot that released the bees, uh, you can find that. And so, uh, I mean, you would know that you need to get that into a new casing for it to be mm. useful. Um, and you can hypothetically, uh, especially with the friend, the help of your, your new friend who can 
uh, improvised weapons, you can hypothetically uh, smelt some of this metal and make new new bullets. Um, and you've got a friend who does witchcraft as well, so maybe you could make some symbols that you actually know what they're going to do. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But uh, but yeah, you don't find any. It's also it's a church. There's not going to be a ton of uh, unspent bullets just hanging out in a hastily abandoned church but i never know i get what you're saying so yeah you, you've got some some metal that appears useful uh if you can figure out how to melt it down and the the bullet that you already spent you find anything in there ergen uh just uh something i could use to maybe forge another bullet if you give me a hand but nothing too useful i mean that thing went wild in here for who knows how long you know i will also you weren't uh well you know what actually uh give give me you can give me or anyone else who wants to uh maybe i won't give you this for free but give me an investigation role okay. I think Buck Buck uh, wanders into the church as well too, and just sort of like looks at the destruction. I got an eight on mine. Eight. Okay, and I got a seven. A seven. Okay. Um, I think between the two of you, you would notice during your investigation that there is nothing that like you would have expected to find, like a bar or a metal lock or something that was holding those doors shut. But as you look at the doors, there's no sign of anything that had been placed to hold the door shut. There was definitely nothing from the outside. So anything that was locking the creature in would have had to have been placed from the inside, but you don't see anything like that either. Um, I would say Buck probably a little bit more readily than Ergen, but Ergen would also notice this, that there is uh, on each half of the door if you were to close the doors, it would form a symbol that looks to be made of, of dried blood of some kind. So you can assume that this door was locked using some arcane method, uh, but there was nothing placed to hold the creature back, even though it was struggling to get out before you guys sort of released it. Well, we know that there are no clergymen left in this town. They wouldn't debase themselves to draw that I don't know, Padre. I think the people will do whatever they need to do when they're desperate. Let's go check out the mine now that we got our backs uh, a little bit better, a little bit better covered. It's a good idea. And Ergen, do not call me Padre anymore. I've given that up. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, real quick, does the dog have any um? <laughs> bones left <laughs> does it have any bones left uh yeah i mean it definitely has it, most if not all of its bones left all right um so uh cosmo will pull out his uh bone bone carving knife blade <laughs> and start carving away and trying to get trying to harvest as many bones from this undead dog as he can um okay give me a bone craft roll 
Cool. And I'm just curious how everyone else uh, seeing Cosmo uh, kind of run. Wait, no, actually, the dog is in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> us. Um, you got to get through some trees. How well does that knife work on wood? <laughs> how well would the the, yeah. the bone bone carving knife blade work on wood? Uh, it Probably would take you a good. long time to get. Right. the dog. So, Cosmo, we don't have time for Cosmo, that. There'll yeah. be other so bodies for you it to takes, loot. It takes Cosmo the amount of time like it takes for everyone else to search the church. And when they come back out, he's still going at it. And like, I don't think this is worth it, guys. No, literally no, no one said it was. No, it's not. No one told you to do that. Um, Cosmo will t- hold two fingers up and kiss two fingers and sort of like place them on the tree and say, love you for everybody. And I'll just hop down and walk away. Your god is weird. The money's worth it. The money's worth it. <laughs> oh, also with a uh, dramatic flourish, uh, Ergen re uh, holsters his his pistol just to be. <laughs> yep. Alabaster just starts right trailing off towards the mine, hoping that everyone else will finally get in gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Smithy's right. All right. Get yes. Going. We'll go. We'll go. Danny, uh, could you just give me? Well, everyone's making their way to the mine. Um, kind of backing up as you as you kiss your fingers and you touch the tree. Give me a precognition roll. Beautiful. Okay. Needs these dice. Four and a six. That is a ten. Okay. Exactly the average. Um, as you touch the tree uh you are instantly transported in your mind's eye into the mind the bone zone. you oh. you can <laughs> no not the bone zone. uh <laughs> you can see uh you your your three party members walking uh to your left and to your right or Ahead, behind the you know you there's everyone's walking in the mind you're looking around it's very clear that you are in a mine. You can only assume it's the one that you're making your way to. And you see before you a creature that though not exactly the same, uh, in many ways matches the dog that you just fought. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you're standing in front of the tree again with your fingers pressed up against it and everyone walking away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of, uh, sort of like adjusts his pants and clack, 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 goes over. Uh, guys, uh, he says from behind, sort of walking behind them. Yes. Uh, I just want y'all to know. Sorry. Um, I'm actually not Southern, but I'm just very influenceable. Um, actually. <laughs> I want you guys all to know, I, think, I don't think that's the last we're going to see of our, um, that, that bony dog kind that we ran into at that church. If you guys are up for it. He's stuck in a tree. I don't think he's, uh, no, I'm not that exact one, but he told me he has cousins. He, he told you. Yeah. He talked to his thing. He told me, he told me through his mind and my mind. You let your mind connect to his. Yeah, I mean, 
we we touched and um, shared uh, our inner thoughts. <clears throat> and I will just like lean over to Ergen <laughs> and Alabaster. How much money did they tell you you <laughs> get? For- <laughs> they literally doubled the reward for finding her if we took him along. And we're, we're certain that's worth it. No, yeah. Certain is a strong term. All right. Let's, I'm just letting you guys know. You ready for some bona fide well, dog cousins? So he showed you where his, his family members were then. Yeah. That's what you're saying. All right, why don't yeah. you lead the way and point them out? All right. <clears throat> Let's go. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. All right, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we just keep sending him ahead of us, <laughs> it's probably. They um, didn't say we had to bring him back, right? Just that he had to come with us. Yeah, no, not not no stipulations passed. Take him with you. We just wanted Easy. a weekend away. While while he's walking, uh, Cosmo would like to go into his bone pack and try to, um, as efficiently as possible, make the biggest uh, bone dog leash that he can. A bone dog? Alright, give me a bone crap roll. <laughs> Alright, that is an 11. An 11. Total. Against all reason. <laughs> physics, too. And against all physics. <laughs> Yeah. Really, the laws um, of the natural universe. <laughs> the unnatural you, universe. You guys watch as, with <laughs> uncanny speed and dexterity, Cosmo takes a series of bones from his bag and turns them into links in a bone chain that ends in uh, something that seems like a one. Of, you know, one of those dog collars that tightens when the dog pulls against you uh and it seems functional and uh it kind of defies everything you've ever known about the world that he was able to not only do this but do it so quickly but you now have a bone leash all right i got mine you all got yours that was incredible how did you do that all right, let's go. He keeps walking. <laughs> click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we're better. Yeah. yeah, keep him with us. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was kind of kind of amazing. <laughs> ah, you learn something new every day. Now, I'll, I'll ask you guys before you go into the mine. Uh, Cosmo got injured in the last fight. Um, at this point, it's been, it hasn't been all day by any means, but it's been several, several hours. Um, what do you want to do? Do you want to just charge headlong into this mine or do you want to take some time to, uh, assess the situation and think through what you're going to do next? What, what's happening? Uh, I think, uh, maybe Cosmo's like, uh, limping more from being hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm at, I'm at eighty percent of max. So sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just eight. <laughs> Bye. Um, 
I mean, anyone who's looking would definitely notice that even though he probably covered it back up, blood is mm. seeping from this this chest wound mm-hmm. that Cosmo has. Like at some point, at some point you see something drop and he picks it back up and you realize it's one of his rib his ribs. <laughs> falls out. Picks it back up. <laughs> he puts it back into place and just keeps walking. Um Cosmo, uh, I could take a look at that. Yeah, we got an ex-priest. What, my chest? Yes, yes, your chest. Good. All right. I'd expect you to take me out to dinner first, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then, um, Cosmo turns, and you see there's already a ho- huge hole in the shirt he's wearing that exposes that, but he still lifts his shirt up. <laughs> You could, um, all right, I took enough. You could put the shirt down. All right. I just, that was, I, I just needed to see the wound. That was a little too I saw much. Your, I saw your lungs expanding. Oh, the dog, get, the dog did, did that one. Oh, so everything yeah. else was there before. Oh, yeah. God, what has happened to you? Maybe he really did die and come back. I mean, he's, he, he, this, this man is in pieces. He looks, looks like he's been run over by a, a large vehicular <laughs> and somehow come out the other side of it. I don't understand. Um, Please stop. I can't take all these compliments. <laughs> no, these are not compliments. We're just genuinely don't understand how you continue to walk. Well, in the bone zone. They would be considered compliments. Uh, right. Well, let's just let's just move on. Let's. Uh, um, I will uh, take my my occultic knife and and make a little cut in my hand and touch the medallion. I would like to try and heal his mm. wounds. Mm. Uh, now, I think this is fun. I like I like uh, hampering myself when I'm a player. Um. I think the way it works in this world, and let me know if you want me to roll to make this a part of, of the setting. I think it uh, it heals people, but it takes from my vitality. Yeah, I was I was actually just about to ask how you would feel about because now this is the what third or fourth time third time you cut yourself. Yeah. Um, how how would you feel about? I don't necessarily feel like we need to take from your vitality to heal him. Okay. Um, but taking a hit point every time you I love that. Yeah. Do it. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you get seven now if you're totally doing this. so let's get that let's witchcraft roll. Witchcraft? <laughs> I mean Witch, witchcraft. Right? Yeah, I mean Yeah. That's what totally it's which witchcraft though. But, but witchcraft. Bonecraft. That craft. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, witchcraft. I'm going to bed. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> it just leaves. <laughs> Justin and I have been playing Destiny 2, the Witch Queen, and we pull out that joke every time. It's, it's just witch, hours of us dating and Danny and I just going, Witch Queen? Wait, wait, Witch Queen. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, I downloaded Destiny, but I'm uninstalling it. <laughs> uh, that is a, a six for witchcraft. All right. Um, ooh, okay. So, Justin, Buck cuts his hand. And it seems odd. I mean, there's there's a system here you that you understand. You know how this is supposed to work. And for some reason, uh, 
you know, t- typically the blood, uh, there's there's blood. You you grab your your symbol, whatever is supposed to happen happens, and the the power of the magic itself stops the blood flow. It doesn't necessarily heal you, but the blood stops. You you cut your hand and you grip your sigil, and your blood is not stopping. If anything, it seems like your hand is bleeding more right now. Is it supposed to do that? Uh, Buck will like quickly let go and try and like wrap a cloth around it to keep the others from noticing. Uh, uh, what are you talking? Uh, Alabaster? What? what? No, he, uh, he's fine. Cosmos fine. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, so make a uh, make a lying roll. <laughs> just for saying all right. <laughs> I was trying to dodge it. No, not you. Oh, not you. Yeah, okay. okay. I was going to say. Uh, that was an 11. An oh. 11. All right. I mean, as far as you guys are concerned, um, everything that Buck just said is all right. the absolute truth. I'm going go- <laughs> I love like I feel like going to like um Cosmos P- like POI a point of view I mean he like sort of just looks sees Buck definitely bleeding out of his hand wraps it up he goes everything's fine Cosmos goes all right <laughs> <laughs> feel good as a good as a uh, thug in a bug rug let's go. <laughs> I mean, as far as you, as, as far as you've seen so far, I mean, every time he's done magic, he has bled. Uh, yeah. And so there, there really is nothing out of the ordinary here. Yeah. Um, he just was for the first time insistent that this is normal, which could have seemed out of place, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he sold it. Um, so Johnny, between it. us and the mine shaft, what is the terrain like? Uh, so it is. Uh, upward slope to the mine shaft entrance um and so the the ground here i mean it, picture like iceland where you have like this black shale sand all, all over the place because it's volcanic rock um and so that is what most of the terrain is that interspersed with uh some larger uh rocks of varying degrees of sharpness some you know some are the type of rock you could sit down on and, and rest that uh, some are rocks that are like it seems like that's tipped with obsidian or it's like cracked and there you, you'll cut yourself if you get too close to that one yeah. um and there's not any in this direct vicinity but you can very clearly see some lava flows and feel the heat coming off of the the mountain at this at this distance um from the from the mine shaft but it's a little bit of a climb to actually get there. Well, time to get shafted. <laughs> Smithy just keeps walking out towards the mine shaft. Illustrious. I follow him. Click, yes. clack, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, click. <laughs> I will go as well. Don't forget. Jingling. Yeah. All the way. Ching, 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 click, click, clack, click, ching, click, ching, click, clack, ching. <laughs> Starts to become musical at one point. <laughs> Together, you guys sound like someone walking with keys on their belt and just a lot of tchotchkes on their keys. It's just that like, <laughs> that sound. 
That classic so, like, high school principal lanyard it's, key. It's <laughs> impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible for us to sneak up on anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alabaster and uh, Buck are going to have to abandon you guys if they need to get somewhere quietly. Oh, and I will. True. Don't tempt me. I feel like, <laughs> like Scootin' could be a, like a stealth role. Yeah. yeah. Scootin' yeah. could be stealthing. Yeah. It could be. Uh, so, do you guys make your way directly to the. Mineshaft? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't so. think of anything yeah. else that I would do. Yeah, let's do it. Based on my resources. Yeah, I mean, so it's definitely an incline, um, but it's not like a climb. You guys aren't like, you're, you're not struggling to get to the mineshaft. You get there easily. Um, as you get to the entrance of the shaft, I mean, this mine, the, the purpose of it is to gain direct access to the heat of the volcano. And so, uh, as a result, the shaft is pretty hot. It, it's not the most comfortable uh, place to be, uh, but it's not unbearable either. I mean, it's going to be probably worse the farther in you get, but uh, but you're there. What say I uh, give a little holler down the, the hallway here and see if we can get Ursula to yell back? Uh, but uh, Alabaster, what if there's something down there that we do not want to hear us? There are definitely dogs in here. Uh, well, if you suppose we should try to be all sneaky-like, then we gotta ditch some of our wearings. Yeah. Because otherwise we'll clickety-clack all the way down. Yeah, I think he's talking about you, Buck. I'm sorry. Smithy just picks no. up Cosmo carries him. <laughs> If I can carry a sledgehammer, I can carry a tamarind. Yeah, no. A, a tamarind that's mostly not there, to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> King tamarind. Um, again. What? Are you, you know, Are you going to carry him? No, I can't carry you, so you're going to have to take, take off, off your shoes. Your shoes. How would I do that? You're too loud. They'll hear us from a mile away. I understand. But do you want to die down there? Well, but no, spurs. No, I understand. <laughs> They're just spurs, though. All right? Well, well, he just cut the spurs off. You can keep them. Just put them in a bag. Sure. What a wonderful idea, Cosmo. We'll just cut the spurs off of your boots. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so calm down. Right, I'll just I'll just take them off. They come off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, 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 Al. Uh, Smithy? Sco- Alabaster? Hey, yeah, you can call him Smithy. Hey, Baster. Um, <laughs> it does work. Why don't you just go no. ahead? <laughs> I'll just go ahead and put me in your um, your bag. Line me with some towels or something so I don't make noise. That's fine. Yeah. Just let my head poke out. Meow. So I want to see. I want to see those dogs before they see us. How, how does Alabaster feel about the idea of having to carry Cosmo versus Cosmo making? He's, he just mentioned the idea of towels. But how does he feel about? 
not him not just wrapping something around his bones so he's not clicking and clacking versus alabaster having to carry him pessimistic <laughs> pessimistic does it feel just like... like you're carrying a poodle you know in a bat <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the question i would like to know oh and I'll, I'll actually leave this up to you but do you feel like this would merit a flexibility role yes i don't know what the consequence will be but that's up to you anyway so Let's see how flexible I feel picking up a tamarind. Yep. You have flexibility as a skill? It's, it's one of the skills that, that yeah, Steve Yeah, I, I call it I flexibility thought, slash oh. changing the plan. Oh, okay. yeah. It's oh, my okay. minus yeah. one. Yeah. All right, here it comes. Eight minus one is seven. Seven. All right. So I was going to say a failure is you feeling like this is untenable. A success is you feeling like I'm okay with this. So right in the middle, I think that you feel like this is definitely, I think you already felt this way, but this is definitely not ideal. Um, <laughs> and, and a sense of like, maybe you want to try and convince Cosmo that there's a better way to do things here. Mm-hmm. Do with that what you will. All right. Yeah, Cosmo, just try to be quiet as you can be. Yeah, I think we'll be safe for this time. And if anyone sees a church... Uh, leave it alone in this here mine shaft. So I'm not getting in your your purse. Ah, uh, well, it's not a purse, but you can be in it. I can be in it. All right, cool. Um, how big is a tamarind by comparison to a cat? Um, probably around the same size. Maybe a little. S- well, Slender. my cat is more the size of a dwarf, to be honest. Yeah, we're like anthropomorphic <laughs> yeah. animals. So yeah, but I mean, so I guess I'm thinking in terms of like Zootopia, mm-hmm. like even though they're anthropomorphic, they're still like size. Yeah, size they're still like yeah. size variation. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo is like size accurate to like a real tamarind. Whereas I'm like about a hundred the- pounds. <laughs> okay. Which I feel like the so cat and the fox are probably cat, the biggest. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the cat and the fox are probably the biggest. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just thinking through the plausibility of a of a tamarind fitting in a cat's. Like I'm bag. a, I'm a stout dwarf cat, large enough to carry an actual human sledgehammer. Okay. <laughs> so, so you feel like your bag with everything else you're carrying is large enough to reasonably carry? Yeah, I've Cosmo? got some space for a little tamarind. That's fine. Okay, it's not all jerky Perfect. back there. It's a tamarind that's not all there. Just to be, just to be clear. <laughs> Next yeah, most um, most of a tamarind. In more ways <laughs> than one. Before getting in, um, Cosmo takes off a portion of his right forearm and puts it in there. <laughs> like the pulls flesh? Off his, hmm? Like the flesh of his right forearm? You're not Legos, well, no, there's Danny. A, there's, a, there's a portion where it's just bone. So he just pulls that off and throws it in there. And his tail's all bone. So he'll just put his tail in there, and then he'll jump in the bag. Feels unnecessary. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I feel like he did that just to show off. I don't. Didn't make him any lighter. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's the like it's um, uh, the space. Moving on. Yeah. You know? So as you guys are making your way into the the mine shaft, I would love, uh. Anyone who wants to give me an assessing danger roll. It'll be for sure me. And if you guys <laughs> don't object, Alabaster or Smithy will be taking the lead. 
go for it. Into the shaft. But unfortunately, he only got a seven. As Alabaster takes the lead, he says, All right, so the plan is be real quiet, go into the shaft, see if we can smell or sniff out or find any signs of Ursula, and avoid the dog things. Make sense? Because they're definitely all down here. This sounds like a good plan. Yeah, Smithy, you got the best. I don't recommend shooting, looting, <laughs> or booting. What but, about scooting? But we may need to scoot. Okay, all but right. It, of course, if ask. you have to do those things, do them. But I just anyway. what happens, Johnny? Um. Yeah. So I mean, you you definitely get the sense that you aren't safe down here. You can't pinpoint where danger is or what beyond what you kind of already know about might be dangerous. Uh, but, but you get the sense that you definitely need to be on guard uh, as you enter the shaft. I mean, even a little bit before you get to the shaft, um, but definitely as you enter the shaft, uh, the smell of sulfur is incredibly strong. It overwhelms anything else you, you could have potentially smelled. It's just that now just fills your nose. Um, Oof. Yeah, what's everybody? What's everybody doing? This reminds me of Cousin Rocco's gas attacks. Cosmo's kind of like leaning a little bit out of um, uh, Smithy's bag, and he's sort of just like holding his um, bone leash, like, like kind of like akin to a, a lasso, just ready for anything. Ergen, uh, like he's got his hand on Darla. Uh, dusted back, but he's not. He hasn't drawn her yet. Yeah. I think Buck has loaded his shotgun and he's holding it in his arms. Now, is this so? I mean, we're we're talking about uh, you know potential like future escape where some of our modern shotguns may have survived, even though this is kind of a Western setting as well. So, are we talking about just like a classic double barrel? Yeah, or is that's this okay. picture, that's what I've been picturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Cool. Um, um, as you guys are making your way down the shaft, uh, you get a sense, probably everyone except for Cosmo gets a very clear sense <laughs> that uh, the the floor is beginning to slope downwards gently. So you're you're moving down, and the the corridor is not a straight shot. I mean, you kind of get the sense that between the downward slope and the length that you've been walking at this point, if it had been a straight shot, you would have been inside of uh, lava by now. Uh, and so it's kind of twisting and, and turning and uh, to a point where you're probably losing a fair amount of your, your sense of direction. Um, but you, uh, you come to a point where there is uh, a fork in the in the path and you know it's up to you guys what way you want to go and how you're gonna determine that can buck hear anything down either one of them give me an investigation roll oh that's uh two ones again oh um now you're in deaf despite despite the fact that he is in uh, Smithy's bag 
there is a chattering of Cosmo's bones that (laughs) probably isn't disturbing anything else, but it's all you can focus on. Cosmo, quiet. I cannot hear over your infernal racket. I'm literally just sitting here. (laughs) Well, stop sitting. Just... uh, I don't know. Let's just pick a direction. As as you guys are having this conversation, um, I'll say that uh, Smithy and Ergen, uh, you both are still able to kind of focus, and you're you're listening, and you hear down the corridor to your right what sounds like the faint sound of a woman singing. Hmm. Y'all know if Ursula sings in her spare time? I don't know many women who would be singing if they were taken by some large creature. Maybe that's a good sign, then. She's fine and I happy, really, I think. I yeah. really doubt it. Uh, well, I suppose we should follow the noises. Let's get scooting, just Let's to be... Get- <laughs> <laughs> Careful. So you want to make a roll that be stealthy? Yeah, oh, yeah, let's yeah I do. Oh, let's get a, let's get a, we'll, we'll do this uh, classic D and D method. So we'll do a group scoot and roll. So everybody roll. And I'm gonna kind of average the. Uh, um, while they're trying to stealth, can like Cosmo try to maybe rip some more cloth from Smithy's shirt to try to put more on him? <laughs> I think that that is a fine idea, but I would love a scoot and roll from Cosmo as well to see if he can do this quietly. All right. It's a six from me. I've got a 10. I rolled a seven minus one for scooting. Okay. My scooting is zero. I rolled a one. And a one. Wow. All right. So as you guys are making your way down this corridor, uh, you hear this woman singing. And it's like a, as you get closer, it sounds like a soft lullaby. Um, And you reach this point in the corridor where it takes a sharp left turn. And... You make your way around the corner and the corridor opens into a chamber. And in in, in this uh, tunnel, there have been like bioluminescent like rocks and uh, kind of veins of, of something that provides light. So you guys can see just fine. Uh, and in this chamber, it is almost like daylight. There's so much of this bioluminescent uh, like algae or moss or whatever we want to call it that is is in this chamber and in the in the middle of the far wall so against the wall but in the middle of the wall on this chamber you come in and you see uh at, sorry as you as you turn the corner the singing stops you guys are being louder than you're realizing as you walk and uh as you turn the corner the singing has stopped and, and you go cautiously, but you turn the corner and you see against the far wall a woman spotted gecko fitting Ursula's description. And 
in her arms, resting, laying there, but staring angrily directly at the direction you guys are coming, is another one of these beasts. This time, rather than a dog, appears to be another spotted gecko, but muscular, malformed, and angry. And that's where we'll stop the session. Well, that's disturbing. Uh, <laughs> you, you have lovely, <laughs> lovely singing there. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave your wonderful family alone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank that you. Was fun. Thank you, Johnny. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. What a wild world. What a wild west. Uh-huh. <laughs> weird, wild, weird Norwest. There's a lot happening in this world for sure, but I, I dig it. I dig it. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like it a lot. This is a, yeah. I really like the setting of creative. <laughs> it is weird. I, I, now I want to, I want to write it. Like there's someone she could do with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's I, a lot I could do. Hopefully with my, uh, whatnot. fully unprepared and un, <laughs> unwarned GMing. <laughs> satisfying. That's the point. That's the entire point fantastic. of this game. The entire point it. of this game is that everyone comes in completely unprepared. That's yeah. what makes it fun. Nice um, work. I had fun. Me too. So thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And Johnny uh, GM. you know, maybe this is a fun time to announce too that like uh you know, we hit our first Patreon goal of um having some some one shots and special guest star episodes of the Flying Bison podcast. Yeah. And as of now, we've almost recorded half of them. Um so I, exciting. I, I think we we might start releasing them pretty soon um and then yeah we're just gonna work on recording the other half of them but yeah we the fun part is that we have other people gming them um i think the the first two are me but then uh johnny and nick and danny are gonna gm as well too and mm-hmm. we're gonna be playing avatar legends and we're gonna be playing avatar legends with other people who play avatar legends it's very mm-hmm. fun yeah. So, um, yeah. If you enjoyed Johnny's jamming, he's gonna come back for to finish this, and then also to GM Avatar Legends. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, you want to remind everybody about the holiday raffle one more time? Yes. Yeah. So, if you are a patron already, uh, we're gonna drop a post. So, just let us know anytime between November twenty fifth and December twenty third, and you'll be entered into the contest. If you are not a patron and you're thinking about it, this would be a great time to join. Uh, if you support us and become a patron, you'll be entered in automatically. Uh, and you can at bring a tier. friend at any tier. Yeah, you don't have to go any yeah. specific tier. You could jump in at the $5 tier, uh, whatever you like. Um, but yeah, it, both people, the uh, former patron or whatever you call it, historic patron and the new <laughs> patron uh, can invite a friend. And if you can't find somebody, that's fine. We can find someone. And that's all good. Um, yeah. yeah. So November twenty fifth to December twenty third. Anything else that I needed to say about that? If I, if I can add something um, to that, is just not everybody uses social media. Uh, there's you know lots of people who don't like social media, try to avoid social media. Uh, so uh, you have the dates. If you are an existing patron and you want to be a part of the the raffle, but you don't have social media feel free to reach out to us whatever way feels convenient to if yeah. you're part of the discord yes, absolutely. Uh, we also have a, a email address at flying by some podcast at gmail.com you can 
Us message us on Patreon too. Yeah, message us mm-hmm. on Patreon. Um, yeah, just let us know if you want to be included, and we'll enter you. Awesome. Well, uh, very excited to see where these four hooligans end up uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, but for now, this has been the Flying Bison Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed exploring the Weird West with us. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you. Fun the bone zone. <laughs>